Hi, I'm Pete Price, and the Vivian was on Dancing on Ice this week. Sadly, he didn't win, but my word, all the way through the competition, he's got better and better, and his personality came over on that ice. He's also lost so much weight. He looks tremendous. I want to put my podcast up with the Vivian again. Real name, James. He had a hell of a time in his life because of his career, because of where he was working. But this really is a great, great listen. He won RuPaul's Drag Race. He was the first winner in England. He's an amazing talent. Sit back and listen to James, the Vivian, on Pete Price's podcast. Last time I actually interviewed you, you'd just come back from uh, Tenerife or one of the Canary Islands, and you Prince went Canary, through. Yeah. yeah, you went through your journey and told us all about it, which was, and you came out the other side. Thank goodness, in a, a wonderful place. Tell us how you got on to uh, RuPaul's. Uh, well, RuPaul's Drag Race came about. God, we're looking years ago now mm-hmm. when the first season in the US started. Um, and it was this show that I kind of got to look at and see that other people, you know, obviously other people do drag, but to, to be able to see it on such a massive stage and a, and a, and a television platform like that um, was just absolutely amazing to me because I, I'm, you know, I was doing it in nightclubs and that was my, that was my audience. So, um, and before, since Lily Savage, we kind of didn't have anything. Yeah in the UK on the TV and then this show comes along where you know drag queens could be just these amazing big characters on TV and, and you know I really wanted a piece of that pie and we and they always said well we bring it to the UK we'll bring it to the UK and it just never happened and then all of a sudden it came so I threw my audition tape in and within I'd say a month I was there on set filming wow. and you know, the longest three weeks of my life, the longest days of my life, 13-hour filming days. Um, you, you know, you're in a hotel room, you've got no contact with the outside world, no phones. You've got three weeks to get all of your looks together and everything together ready for, you know, the biggest competition of your life. And, and but what an amazing experience. The, the best experience, I'd do it all over again. Yeah. Do it all over again. Vivian, what I loved about it was it showed how hard-working drag acts are because people think it's, you know, nothing. You throw a frock on. But the makeup, the work, the, the scripts, the impressions, the work that goes into it. Um, and also, I thought you all got on really well because, as you know, there's a lot of bitchiness goes on, but I actually think <laughs> that they came together really quite well considering the pressure they were under. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is, you know, some queens work harder than others. Don't get me wrong. It's like every industry, you know, it's, um, we all got along great. It was, it's a pressure cooker. You know, you take drag, the camaraderie of drag queens in a, in a nightclub dressing room and then put that into a TV setting where there's a huge prize and that pressure cooker gets turned up to a hundred. So, I mean... And there was a few tantrums, and yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's <laughs> television. That's television. Tell me, of course, that's television. did you think you were going to win? I kind of, I always go through, like, you know, I think if if you're going to enter a competition and think you're not going to win, I think, what's the point? Um, I think you've got to go in there kind of believing in yourself that you know you're going to win, um, or know that you've got, know that you're going to give it your best and believe, you know, I think, 
life is all about positivity and believing in yourself and knowing that you can do things and, you know, dreaming, dream big and go for the biggest thing that you can get and hopefully things will turn out all right and they did in the end. I'll tell you a wonderful thing about the programme is it opened doors for so many because there's many, many drag queens out there, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, it's, t- it's taken drag from, you know, I was, I DJed on the, as, as you know, we shared many a shot over the bar, Pete. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, d- from DJing in, in nightclubs in Liverpool to being able to go on to the West End, going to film a show in Hollywood, on Hollywood Boulevard. I mean, just the most crazy things. You know, it's a platform. It, it's not a, it's not. Somebody, I, I read a post the other day online, which was really interesting, which was, it's, it's not just a celebrity-making machine show like these reality shows. You know, it, they people come in hard-working queens, and they leave hard-working queens. It's what they do after the show that solidifies them. And, um, you know, we're not just trying to get famous for the sake of, you know, being on a TV show. We're just drag queens who have been on TV. It doesn't make us any better than any of the other queens out in the UK working you know, every night of the week, you know, we, we, it just makes us very, very lucky. And, you know, to all the queens that are auditioning right now for the new season, um, I wish you all the best of luck and just do it because it's such an amazing opportunity and you can just reap the rewards from it endless. Talk me through, after it all died down, when you were first on your own and you pinched yourself and went... Oh, my word, I've won. Talk me through that. Where were you? Where, When you were away from everybody, your friends and everyone, when did you actually sit and go and look in the mirror and went, you've done it? It was probably when we got back to the hotel after the, after the evening of the crowning. And me and David, my husband, got back to the hotel and that was it. There was, there was no one else around. It was, it was just kind of, oh my God, it's it, it happened. This thing that I've been looking forward to for like 12 years and, and dreaming about has just happened. And you know, the weirdest thing about it is you kind of think, well, I feel exactly the same. I feel, I feel exactly the same. I've just achieved something that I've always wanted to achieve. There's no, you know, people. somebody messaged me the other day saying, how do you deal with fame? And I said, well, fame's, fame's just a completely made up thing. Fame isn't real. Fame is just, the, the only thing that fame is is that, people know about us a bit more than yeah. the average person. It doesn't make us it doesn't make us a better person. It doesn't make us better than anyone. It doesn't enrich our lives more than other people's, you know. It just it's just the fact that we're a bit more visible. Mm. That's all fame is. And I think if you buy into that fame thing, then I think you're on a rocky road. You know, we've seen it with celebrities over and over. I think, you know, I still Oh, the ice in my pajamas. <laughs> I need something for the freezer. No, you know I mean? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now tell me, um, as the Vivian, um, all of a sudden, then you become a property that people will want a piece of, like agents. Now, thank goodness you've been around a long time, so you would spot them a mile off. Have you been through that? Yeah, definitely. People always want a piece of the pie. Um, I'm very lucky to have an amazing management team behind me. Who are um, who are, who I've, I've actually been a friend with for years, right? Before this, anyway. So I, I knew what I, I knew where I was going, um, because as you know, this industry is so oh. it's, it's oh. dog eat dog, oh. and people will promise you the world, and you'll get this, you'll get this, and then 
all of a sudden, it's you know, it's ripped from underneath you and they couldn't give... A, a, yeah, yeah. I can't say what I was going to say about you. <laughs> I had my finger on the button then for the um, delay. <laughs> <laughs> You're being very well behaved. Tell me about Hollywood. Well, Hollywood's just another kettle of fish, isn't it? I mean, you know, when you land there... You, you kind of that. I think that is the biggest pinch me moment ever is landing in Hollywood and seeing a sign saying, um, you know, it's like a public service announcement that filming is going on in this area for the Vivian takes on Hollywood for the BBC. Um, that that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that is, you know, that that's insane. That's something to remember forever. Um, to sit on the, the, the craziest thing for me is going on BBC iPlayer. And going on the homepage and seeing about five shows that I'm all that I'm in about five shows at the same time. That that's crazy for me. Um, you know, voiceover work as Donald Trump on the BBC Trump thing, and you know, it's just it's crazy to me turning the television on and seeing my face. I, it will never get old. It'll never get old. What do you think Donald Trump would say in his voice if he met the Vivian? I think he'd say she's the best drag queen ever. She did a great job on the show. And I think I still won the election Joe Biden didn't win. Even even when I'm 90 years old, I still say I won the election. <laughs> 2021, what's it got for you? I'm not the one to sit here and cry that, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. It, it, it's, the, it's my friends, it's my queens yeah, who yeah. are working in the hospitality industry in Liverpool. Um, queens like Tiara and Shania and Brenda and people like this. You know, DJs from the scene, the bar staff, you know, those are the people that I think about at times like this. You know, they've got, they had their work taken from them instantly, and then they had it given back in some sort yeah, of yeah. instance, and then, again, taken away. Um, so I'm okay. Um, but you, you could have been one of them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for drag race, I yeah. don't know what I would have yeah. done. Yeah. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine being in this position now, had I not done the show and and you know come out successful at the other end. I can't congratulate you enough. What advice would you give to anybody listening now who would love to be? who you are, who has a secret desire to be a drag queen. Did you know, by the way, that many, many years ago, I did, forget Panto, I did a little bit of drag. <laughs> but I, because I, I had the nose... Do, you must have mentioned it. Barbara, sure Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> it was only the nose. It was the same nose. That's all I did it for. <laughs> what, you'll have to send me a video if you find one uh, if I do find one it's getting destroyed um, I, 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 I'm not the best looking fella but I've got phenomenal legs phenomenal <laughs> legs what advice would you give to any young people or any drag queen that wants to do what you have done and doing my, my biggest advice to anyone who wants to start drag or, or do RuPaul's Drag Race or anything like that is treat it like any other job that you would ever do because it is a job um you know it's a craft it's a it's got a long history learn the history of drag learn the people that came before you respect the people that came before you um you hone your craft like you know like a surgeon like a surgeon wouldn't go into a, a surgery without you know the qualifications and everything learn learn everything you can, study everything you can, use the details, 
honest to God. And that, you know, if you do that, I think you can't go wrong. Just have respect for the craft, learn it, and love it. Enjoy it. Tell me, did you know Rue before you did the drag race? Uh, well, I won the ambassador about four, five years ago. Um, that was a little competition to be the ambassador for the show in England. Um, but that was that was well, that was over five years ago now. So that was never it was never a surefire yeah. thing that I was going to get on the show. I still had to audition like everyone else. I wasn't approached for the show, um, so it was a big surprise. And, and they've even said it themselves. They said we, did, we never thought you were going to win the show. Right. <laughs> nice. um, I just had so much fun when I was there, and what? you know things turned out the way they did. What's he like? RuPaul is like. I was speaking to somebody who's just guest judged on the new season, and it doesn't matter how many times you meet RuPaul, it is like walking into a room where there's just a godly figure that he he he's just. I, I can't explain what it, he is. So in tune with the universe and him and love. And he knows exactly where he is going and what path he is on. He is—he's he's like an—he's he's a god. That's all I can describe it as. Is some like godly figure. Um, wow. You know, I'm not religious or anything no, like no. that, but he—he he, he just exuberates this this air of amazingness and enlightenment. And I just think he's amazing. Great. And what he's done to the community and it's just brilliant. Vivian. You know how much I love you. I cannot tell you on air how much I respect you. You have turned your life around completely. When you think of those dark days and where you are today, I can't, I can't say how thrilled I am for you enough. Vivian, take care. Love you. Turn up. Thank you. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Why not subscribe? You know it's free. So join us and tell your friends. It's great going on walks and doing whatever you want to do and then putting P-Price on. We've got a back catalogue of over 100 interviews. Join us. Subscribe. It's free.